Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Ben Standings with us as he is every Monday and Friday at 12 noon, sometimes uh other dates when necessary. He joins us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Uh, and I just saw this story during the break. Uh, Mike Zimmer being hired by the Cowboys to be their next defensive coordinator. I personally think this is a great hire by Dallas. Remember, they did interview Ron Rivera. Um, Mike Zimmer is an outstanding defensive mind. He had some bad defenses in Minnesota as a head coach, in part because they had horrible talent. Um, but when they had even a little bit of talent, he got the most out of them. He may not be a head coach, but I have a feeling he was a great coordinator, remember, in Cincinnati. He and Jay Gruden both got hired that same year in 2014 to be head coaches. He went to Minnesota. Jay came to Washington. They both worked for Marvin Lewis. But I, I, only, I also would add that this is a great hire for the team because he went head-to-head with McCarthy all of those years as the head coach in Minnesota. I think he's going to be able to help Mike McCarthy. Um, Dallas loses Dan Quinn, which was a great addition when they added him for Mike Nolan. But they've replaced him with a really good defensive mind, I think, in Mike Zimmer. Um, Zimmerman, uh, Zimmer, by the way, is a head coach in Minnesota, 16 games over five hundred. Playoffs three times, uh, two and three in playoff games. Uh, did not have great defenses the last few years, but he can really coach. All right, Ben Standings with us. Um, you know all of these hirings going on. I was curious. That was that was a big one. You know who was Dallas going to replace Dan Quinn with? Do you agree with me that Zimmer's a good hire or not? Um. Yeah. You know. I mean, look. This goes back to the conversation we were having about who Washington would hire for head coach in that the coordinator and head coach job are very different things. It's different skill sets. But if you show the aptitude as the coordinator, you know, that's sometimes for people, that's where they need to be. And, and you know, even for, for scary football coaches, Mike Zimmer feels like he's like at the top of the list of guys I would not want to uh, cross, you know, and, right. and Dallas, you know, I think one thing with their playoff losses has been like you know are they kind of mentally showing up uh the way you need to be in some of these games they certainly didn't look at collectively in the lat in the green bay game so i think zimmer is going to scare the you know what out of some of these guys um also uh, when you know when washington hired quinn i had our cowboys uh insider on john machota on my podcast and i said hey uh everybody's already saying here that joe witt jr is going to be the guy wouldn't dallas like why wouldn't they want to keep him and he's like, pretty much every time Jerry hires a defensive coordinator, it's a former head coach. And, you know, you look at the guys they're interviewing, and then you look at obviously what they just did. Um, yeah, it does fall in line with that. So, yeah. 
seems like a reasonable hire. Zimmer, by the way, for people that don't know, is a Parcells disciple. He was on those Cowboys teams when Parcells coached them. Um, now, he was on some of the Cowboy teams that before Parcells got there uh, in between Jimmy and Parcells. But, you know, I think he would always consider himself to be a Parcells guy. All right. Uh, update everybody on where the staff sits now. There were a couple of hires yesterday, a couple of reports of hires. So Quinn, Kingsbury, Joe Witt Jr., and now what does the staff look like as of today? Yeah, well, we have our first holdover that we know of, and that is quarterback coach Tavita Pritchard is staying. Uh, I see people out there speculating that this means good news for Sam Howell. I would imagine it means nothing for Sam Howell. But, uh, you know, Pritchard, you know, look, at as much as I – we say this all the time, it's hard to know exactly what the assistants and coordinators, you know, how much impact they're having definitively because you can't see practices and that – but I would say that based on the time we were around Pritchard last year, I figured he would interview very, very well. And it sounds like that is what happened, that he impressed Dan Quinn and, and Cliff Kingsbury. And, uh, you know, look, I mean, you know, Sam Howell obviously had a really good first half of last year, you know, certainly based on expectations. And you got to, you know, give a lot of credit to Pritchard. You know, the OC, obviously, the enemy would get some as well. But, you know, he has to worry about the entire offense whereas the quarterback coach I think that's pretty obvious what he's focused on so yeah I'm not surprised there um they added more help there in at that quarterback spot with Eagles a uh, former Eagles offensive coordinator and QB coach Brian Johnson we don't know what his role is going to be but now he's added to the staff he was beginning interviews for OC I think maybe even a head coach job or two which I think was a bit aggressive based on the fact that he was let go after the Eagles uh imploded but you know I, i've heard some good things about him when he was the qb coach helped Jalen hurts and then on the defensive side they added uh jason simmons to the defensive secondary he was uh passing game coordinator for the raiders the raiders had a very you know like a top 10 defense in a lot of categories last year and we know washington secondary fell back in 2023 so on the surface that sounds like a pretty good hire as well to go with joe witt jr who is also though the defensive coordinator his his background is with a secondary as well. So, um, you know, addressing a, a need on defense and then obviously addressing what is going to be, you know, a huge uh, position, you know, for any team, but certainly for the team with the number two pick in the draft. Um, O-line coach, any any ideas on the, the direction that they're headed or not? No, they uh, – reports out of Dallas uh, was that they uh, were trying to interview – I think it was their assistant tight end coach, Dallas' assistant tight end coach, for the offensive line job here, but Dallas blocked it. Maybe it was only this. Maybe it wasn't the assistant. Maybe it was the tight end coach because that would be a promotion. But uh, but yeah, so Dallas blocked that. Um, so beyond that, no, they haven't, as far as I know, haven't let others go besides the enemy from the existing staff. So I guess there's always a world where they could stay put, but. Uh, you know, I think Dan Quinn is waiting to hear back from people at this point. Does Nate Katzer have a ch- Nate Katzer have a chance to remain as the special teams coach? Um, I wouldn't think he would have a chance. I mean, he's obviously been a pretty good one, and from you know most of the time he's been here, the special teams, you know, we, we obviously uh, you know praise Tressway a lot, but like in general, like their special teams has been pretty good. The return game has been kind of average. 
Um, but, you know, I don't know. Last year, things weren't particularly great. You know, Joey Sly was fine, but if you really look at the numbers, he was one of the bottom kickers percentage-wise in the league. Tressway, always solid, but was not his, I would say, best year. And the return game remains a bit of a mystery. And then towards the end of the year, they, uh, you know, had some gas with special teams, block punt, and so on. So, I, you know, I think there's a chance. I mean, you know, like with anything else, if, if you're going to let somebody go, you have to have a better option in your head. So, you know, there's already been a lot of special teams changes in the league elsewhere. So I don't know what the pool looks like versus cats or so. I think he's got a chance, but, you know, like I said, I, I wouldn't imagine he's a lock or anything. Ben, of course, writes for The Athletic. He does a great job. I would urge everybody to subscribe to The Athletic so you can read Ben, so you can read uh, David Aldridge, so you can read uh, all the people that cover the other teams in town. Uh, Ben's story from yesterday ranks the top free agents on their own roster. You know, chronologically here, we're going through the process of hiring out the rest of the staff. Uh, but then they're going to look at their own roster and decide of the free agents who they want to keep. Uh, they're going to decide of the players that are under contract who they want to keep or who is potentially tradable. And then you'll start to gear up for free agency, uh, which begins with the beginning of the league calendar in March. So you went through, you know, the fact that they've got you know a league high salary cap uh, space availability of seventy three and a half million dollars, but you went through all of the top free agents, unrestricted free agents on their current roster. Who fits the bill for what Quinn and Peters described during Quinn's introductory presser of we're looking for, you know, certain traits, you know, finishers, fast, physical, competitive. Who do you think they'll look at and say, yeah, that's a guy that's a keeper for us? Well, you know, on that very base level, I was looking at the list, and he's not in my top five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think Kalik Hudson at a very base level. I said the same thing to to Logan the other day. I said Kalik Hudson, based on their description, is going to be a guy that they love. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you you know, he obviously, you know, by the time he became part of the lineup when um, you know Jamin Davis got hurt, you know, the season was starting to fade away, and it was not much talk of anybody stepping up, but he finished like fifth on the team in tackles despite only starting eight games. You could just like, look, I, you know, I'll leave it to the tape experts to say how, how great he was, but his, he was notable running around the field and constantly being, you know, attacking ball carriers and so on. So I, I, I saw that now again, to me, I'm not ta- like for me, a lot of this list, this was a team that won four games last year. It's hard to say you got to bring back, you know, bring everybody back but I, I, to me, guys, certain depth guys I think are important because if you just, whether this team is looking to rebuild or whether they're looking to recalibrate or whatever you want to say, you know, th- they're going to rely a lot on rookies, right, coming up with these nine picks. The team has come up starting over, and I don't know how much they're going to want to spend on, like, hot frontline starters if they think they're a year or two away. So I, I think you have to have some guys like a Hudson who can step in. I would say, like, a James Smith-Williams who – Again, I'm not saying he would be the young sweat replacement, but he was the starter on the team in 2022 that was a top 10 defense because somebody has to stay in their lane and do their job, and he did a good job of that. Um, you know, I think mean, Cornelius Lucas is a guy who, I don't know if he qualifies for those descriptions that you were just discussing, but every time he comes into play, he does a fine job. I think with more exposure, his performance gets weaker, 
But who knows? We don't know if, if they're going to release Charles Leno and draft the rookie uh, tight end. Or sorry, the rookie left tackle. Do, do you want that? Is that guy going to be ready to go, or do you need somebody who can fill in? And I, I think you know, for a team that's where Washington is, I, I think those when you and you look at their options, I think those kinds of guys for me are as key, if not more, than saying, "Are oh, you going to bring back?" Cam Curl or Kendall Fuller or Curtis Samuel because it's easier for me to sort well, of of those guys. Who do you think they will bring back? I mean, do you have an I? Do you have any sort of hunch? They don't have much in a couple of those spots. I mean, I think they can get a Curtis Samuel in the draft. I think they can get an Antonio Gibson type in the draft. And by the way, Brian Robinson Jr. should be a perfect fit for these guys. And I think Rodriguez might be uh, as well. Um, but you know, of those top guys, like, do you, do you see anybody being a you know on the list right now? We've got to get it done. I mean, in terms of the we got to get it done, I honestly say no. I agree. Like, like Kendall Fuller, look, I think Kendall Fuller was very good last year. He's been a completely solid guy for them. You know, he, some knee issues. He's losing some speed. What have you? He's got great instincts. But you know, I thought Pro Football Focus was projecting an eight. You know, a salary in eight, in eight, with eight figures. I, I don't know how a team in Washington space justifies that for you know an older guy. You know, that, that doesn't make sense to me for where they're at as a team. Um, Curtis Samuel, look, I mean Curtis Samuel. You know, it's right. He's he's only missed I think one game in the last two years after that terrible first season, and he's been helpful and productive. But you know, he and McLaurin and Dodson, there's just so much overlap. I'd rather see them get another receiver with size. Um, you know, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, maybe Cliff Kingsbury sees Samuel as a guy he would absolutely love to have because he's so quick and, uh, you know, can be explosive when, and very versatile. Um, and then Cam Curl, I get it, right? I mean, sure. But, look, I mean, you know, the last three seasons, zero interceptions, one forced fumble. If you're going to pay a safety, you've got to get more playmaking numbers out of him. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, mentioned before, these defensive back coaches they've now hired – are they going to be able to get more out of Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin, who I thought stepped up late in the year, and Derek Forrest and Percy Butler? Like, if that's the case, if you think that is what is the missing ingredient is coaching, I don't know how much money I want to invest in Cam Curl. I mean, a, a franchise tag would be like $17 million a year. I don't, I, I don't know. So um, I, I don't think any of those guys yeah. at the top are must. That's why I kind of look at the depth guys. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to look at it. But I let's let's go to another category: um, players that are under contract, but you would be looking to extend now. Sam Cosme, I would put into that category, or you're looking at as potentially somebody who could bring back draft choices, like John Allen. What do you think of both of those guys and anybody else I'm missing from this part of the conversation? Well, I'm, I'm with you on Cosme. I mean, you know, he, again, because the team was so disappointing last year, we didn't talk a lot about his improved play at, at switching positions. He was really good. And right now, as we see, there's, you know, there's kind of nobody else to point to on the line right now as any kind of a linchpin. So, you know, I, I wouldn't have an issue with with Cosme getting an extension. Um, I've been saying in terms of John Allen for a while, again, whatever recalibrate means, as Dan Quinn kept saying, um, I think we'll get a feel for what, how quick they think this thing can turn around based on what happens with John Allen. Um, you know, the cap numbers is pretty big. He doesn't have any guaranteed money left in his deal, which leads me to think 
his agent would want to renegotiate. Um, and if you're Washington, it's like, okay, look, we get it. He's really good. It wasn't, you know, this year was maybe it was because of plantar fasciitis or whatever. It wasn't as productive as previous years, but he's really, you know, he's really good. But to what end? Like, you know, he, he's been in the league now for a while. And th- where is this team at? You know, again, if this, if they don't think this team is going to be winning, ne- you know, in the short term, then paying a guy like Allen, you know, I mean, Jerron Payne is making on average of $22 million a year. I assume John Allen is going to want to get, you know, uh, you know, in that range. So I, I don't know if you're watching and you're thinking, well, this is where we need to go. On the other hand, you let him go. You know, you trade him even for some good stuff. You know, that defensive line is now down to Jerron Payne and, you know, not not much else. So, it's, it's and, you know, there, there'd be no way for the defense to project as being – significantly better this year if you subtract him, but maybe for the long term, it's better. So I think to me, John Allen says what they, what happened there is such a uh, barometer of where this team is mindset is. At Ben Standing on Twitter, our twice a week uh, Washington commanders insider on this particular show. I've given some thought to Jacoby Brissett and whether it's Brissett or another veteran quarterback the decision on wh- whomever is going to be, you know, in the building as a backup, whether it's Sam Howell um, as a potential starter until the young guy's ready, or if it's a veteran like Jacoby Brissett, I wonder what direction they'll go because we're going to get an answer on that before we get an answer on the draft, unless there's some wild trade before the draft. Like, part of me wonders if they were to go after a veteran quarterback. Does that mean that Sam's got a shot, or does that mean that they're going to move on from Sam altogether, and the veteran quarterback's going to back up the new young the new young guy? Like I'm wondering if you think there's going to be you know a tell based on what they do with their backup quarterback in free agency because they don't have to do anything because Sam's under contract. But what if they do do something? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think, um, you know, look, I think at this point, them projecting Sam Howe as the guy they want to build around seems like the long shot versus yeah, drafting great. a quarterback at two. So if we go, if we start there, you know, I was advocating for Jacoby Brissett to get traded last year at the deadline simply because you are, you know, <laughs> we already heard about the promising young quarterback and this, that, and the other. And, Brissett's on a one-year deal. So if you're going to lean into how, which again, they mostly did until the very end of the year, then why not get anything for Brissett almost, right? Uh, you know, and have that asset going forward. Now he's a free agent, you have to keep him. But the, the argument was he's very valuable to Sam Howe in that room. That even though there's 28 coaches <laughs> here dedicated to helping the quarterback, that having that mentor there is a big deal. So if that's true, if that's not just lip service, then I don't think Sam Howell is the guy you want backing up or, or, or being there with the number two pick because he's a baby himself. I mean, not, you know, I'm not saying you can't, a, a young quarterback couldn't learn from Sam Howell, but if that's the whole point of this thing, to have that mentor in the room, then I would think Sam Howell would be on the move possibly if they get, if they do sign a, a, a Brissett or some veteran uh, to a deal. And frankly, as you know, my, my stance always is, I would not start a rookie quarterback unless I had to. I'd give him time, maybe not three years like the Packers, but I would try to do my best to give him a year. And if that's what you're going to do, then having that Brissett type person 
is probably a better fit in that regard than Hal. Not, again, not that Hal would be – couldn't start, but, you know, it's, it's more of an up-and-down situation, whereas a veteran you would think is going to give you a better baseline. Uh, that was the answer that I was wondering if you would get to, and I don't think anybody's thought about that. But I think that there is a world in which Sam Howell's not on this roster next year, and I think you just got to it. They draft a quarterback at number two overall, and because of Jacoby Brissett specifically, the amount of value everybody, not just here, you know, but in Cleveland, sort of has ascribed to his leadership and his mentorship ability – um, but there may be a market for Jacoby Brissett this offseason. I mean, you may actually have to pay him even more than you paid him last year. The best thing that, that happened to Brissett was playing in that Jet and Ram game. And then, by the way, not playing in the Dallas game. Um, anyway, uh, we're talking to Ben Standig. Standig Room Only is his podcast. You should listen to it. So tell me about your thoughts on this game Sunday. Who wins it and why? Uh, boy, I mean, it's really, uh, you know, the, the spread reflects a tight perception of these teams. And I think it's fair, right? I mean, San Fran for this season was the you know, most, the, the best overall team, great defense. The offense was very explosive. You know, we debate the Brock Purdy, you know, is he elite or whatever, but you know, Brock Purdy had a very good year. McCaffrey, uh, you know, the best offensive player, right? Then he went offensive player of the year award. Yesterday, I think um, all these things, but you no, know, Kansas City has has Mahomes. Their defense has been really strong all year. It's kind of carrying them, and now their offense has woken up a bit in the postseason. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I I just think that Kansas City's defense, I think, is sort of the underrated player here. I think they're going to give Brock Purdy and that offense enough fits that Mahomes isn't going to have to score. 30 to win, but I think he'll score enough. And I got like Kansas City, like 23 20. All right. Uh, great job today. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game. We'll talk on Monday. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing you. I assume you got like prop bets in your smell test and all that stuff or not? Uh, they won't be in the smell test, but Denton and I, Denton and I are about to talk to, uh, talk about some of them. I'm not a big prop bet better because I do recognize that prop bets for any sports book equals profit margin. Uh, they are prop bets and look, most of these places are offering three to 400 plus prop bets. They're not doing it because they think they're going to get crushed on them. Um, but anyway, uh, some people will win, you know, everybody can't lose. Uh, all right. I'll talk to you on Monday. See you, man. All right. Ben standing, everybody. When we come back, the final smell test of the year. I do have a play for Super Bowl 58. We'll get to some of Denton's prop bets that he wants to talk about as well. We'll pick the game before the end of the show with a final score and a footnote. Uh, stay tuned for that. Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team 980. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mm, can you smell it? It's time for the smell test. Do you smell something? We look where John Q. Public is putting their cash. Trust me, you just gotta get past the smell. And go the other way. Can you feel it? Can you smell it? Kevin's smell test on the T980. So, first of all, 18 years of the smell test coming to an end with this Super Bowl pick. 18 years, uh, and I will be 13 and 5. 13 winning seasons above 500, 5 losing seasons below 500 of the 18. Uh, and yes, I realize that just because you have a winning record like I've had this year, I'm 95, 89, and 8 going into. Uh, the Sunday game, uh, that that's 51.6% roughly. You got to be at 52.3, 52.4, especially if you're at an average of minus 110 VIG juice on a loss. Um, but we're just counting overall record. And many of those 13 years were well over kind of the 51.5% uh, range. But look, in this day and age, I've, I've mentioned this many times before, you should be shopping pricing. You should be shopping point spreads. You should be shopping, you know, totals, money lines, pricing, prop bet numbers. If you're paying minus if you're paying on average more than minus 110 on a loss, you're a dope. Uh there are a lot of places out there that are trying to recoup a lot of their marketing and promotional and customer acquisition expenses with very high vigs on sports bettors who are new to sports betting because, look, the legalization of sports betting has brought out a lot of people who have never bet before. So they don't really understand that paying minus 128 on a loss on a straight bet is not right. Um, You know, you can shop it enough with enough shops to find, you know, on average probably less than minus 110. Anyway, uh... I don't like this side. There is a slight public lean on the Chiefs plus the two, plus the two and a half, wherever you're seeing the number. You know, I said uh, when this number came out on the Monday following the championship games that I really did expect the number to come down. I actually, you know, would not have been surprised for this game to be pick them. And I see a lot of one and a halves. I see some ones out there. Uh, very few ones. It's mostly twos overall, uh, and the books have, you know, they've been steadfast with remaining at San Francisco in that, you know, minus one and a half to minus two and a half range, despite a lean, not a significant public lean, on the Chiefs. And look, you can understand why. You know, the public better thinks, oh my God, I get Patrick Mahomes as an underdog for a third straight week. Are these people insane? Um, But it's not enough for me to take the 49ers and lay 
the two or lay the point and a half or lay the two and a half. Um, it's not enough. And and there is mixed sharp money on the side. There is sharp money on San Francisco. There is sharp money on Kansas City. This is going to be the most bet game in the history of sports sports betting. I don't like a side in this game. I, I it's It's going to be very hard, and I've got a prediction, which we are going to end the show with, but I don't feel good about the outcome of this of this game. I will tell you that I think the defenses are the most important things to look at. I think we know what we're going to get from Mahomes. I think we know to a certain degree what we're going to get from the 49er offense in Purdy. But what we have seen over the last couple of weeks is we have seen a dominant Kansas City defense and a San Francisco defense that has been falling apart. I mean, Green Bay torch them. Detroit, torch them. They are very lucky to be in this game. They needed Detroit to self-implode at a level like we haven't seen in a long time to even have a chance to win that game. But I don't like the side at all, Denton, in this game. But I do have a strong feeling about the total. Um A lot of people believe that this is going to be a high-scoring game. And by the way, I was wrong on the Detroit-San Francisco game. I had the under in that game. I had the under in the AFC title game. I won that one, uh, did not get the under in the San uh, Francisco-Detroit NFC title game, which was a game in which everybody was predicting a shootout, which is why I went low. People aren't necessarily predicting a shootout at the same level, but... The public is on the over, and I've mentioned this a million times over the last 18 years. These standalone games, Thursday nights, Monday nights, Sunday nights, playoff games, Super Bowl, the public just almost always leans over. And there's a pretty sizable overplay right now. And if you've watched the actual total, it really hasn't changed much. This total pretty much opened at 47.5. It has stayed at 47.5. Every bookmaker everywhere has invited over and over again more over action at 47.5. So the official smell test play is the under 47.5 in the Super Bowl. I really like the under in the first half as well. But there's split action on that. A little bit more over than than under, don't get me wrong, but not like on the total game. But you can find some very good pricing on playing the first half under. Like right now, you know, I was telling Denton during the break, I found an under 23 and a half plus 106. I found an under under 23 plus 110. I found an under 23 and a half even. Um, you can get a really good price on the first half under. Uh, but the play, the official play, is the under in Super Bowl 58, under 47 and a half. So that'll wrap it up. I'll either be 96.89 and 8 or 95.90 and 8. I can't tie this one with 47 and a half. <laughs> being the number. I think personally I'm going to play the under first half, the under for the game. I don't think I'm going to play a side. I'm not going to play a money line. I'm not a prop bet guy. I've, you know, I've prop bet before. Don't get me wrong. I've had prop bets, especially in the Super Bowl. 
But I usually don't even look at those, Denton, until, you know, two hours before the game um, when we're getting ready for it and fooling around with it. Trust me, I'll have much more focus on college basketball games this weekend than on the prop bets. But with that said, I do know that many of you, this is what you love. These prop bets in the Super Bowl presents more of them than any game at any point in any sport during the calendar. So Denton's got some that we're going to talk about here. So with that, I turn it over to Denton Day. D-Day, what do you got prop bet-wise? All right, so do you want uh, – what kind of prop bets are you looking for? I, I feel like a dealer. I'm opening my my jacket vest up. I got a couple well, different Well, I'm relying bets. on what you got. I'll, t- I'll tell you one of the things I'm interested in. What's Christian McCaffrey rushing yards in this game? Okay, so you're looking for some actual actual game uh, yeah, football Yeah, I mean, bets, the, the, the novelty, novelty stuff, you can hit me with a couple of that. I'm not as interested in that. I think Kansas City right now is on, on an offensive roll. I already have told you that I think it's going to be an under game. I think a lot of the focus will be on stopping the run. What's McCaffrey's number? McCaffrey's number is 89 and a half. I just pulled up something that's got it at 91 and a half. That's a big difference. So I'm just curious on the 89 and a half, what is the under price? Uh, It's 110 both sides. It is 110 both sides. I don't, I like McCaffrey to be held down in this game. I think I, I I don't, I don't know. What's Purdy's passing yardage number? Uh, Purdy's passing yardage number, last I saw it, was 253. It's come down a little bit. It's 246 and a half. Wow. It was 253. It's down to 246. That is a lot of sharp money. So people like the under, sharp money on under Brock Purdy. Now, you're not going to get it at a good number right now. You needed to bet it at 253. Yeah. But I kind of like the under on that, too. Uh, some receiving props. I mean, the world is on Travis Kelsey, as I'm sure you can imagine, uh, just because the Taylor Swift stuff. So you got a lot of first-time betters that are placing their first wager. Let me. I'm looking Travis. at the numbers right here. I'm trying to find it. Uh, 75. Oh, we are looking at very different books. I see it at 72 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's the highest number. Rasheed Rice, 67. Debo Samuel, 58 and a half. I kind of like that Debo over. But at the same time, I recognize Kansas City's DBs are probably some of the best in the league. By the way, we're, we're revealing right now, because we're both looking at multiple books, how different some of the numbers on these prop bets are. Yeah. Advice to all of you who are going to bet this, experienced or unexperienced, inexperienced, get the best number. You shouldn't have one place that you're placing these wagers. You should open up accounts in three or four different places. First of all, all of them are offering promos pretty much across the board where they're going to give you some free cash. But you, if you like what – what was the – I just had Kelsey at 75 and you had him at what? 72. If you like Kelsey under – you got to bet him at 75, not 72. If you like Kelsey over, you got to bet him at 72, not 75. There are some big differences in some of these prop bet numbers. You, trust me, these numbers are always right around the number. Half points, full points make a massive difference. Um, what are the odds of an overtime game? I'm just curious. Uh, so overtime, that was one of the novelty props that I had for you. Will the game go to overtime? Yes is plus 1120. Mm. 
So that's a that's a pretty big payday. We've only had uh, what is it one Super one. Bowl go to overtime? Yeah, that was, it was uh, the Quinn. You know, yeah, Dan it Quinn. was the Atlanta New England Super Bowl. Um, here's another one for you. Will a will a player record an octopus, which is a touchdown and the following two point conversion? Yes, is plus twelve hundred. Hold on, I've never heard it called that. Say it again. You've never heard it called an octopus before, because of eight. Yeah, because yeah, touchdown and then the ensuing two point conversion. Yes, yeah, so that player's uh-huh. responsible. No, I've for never eight heard points. it referred to as an octopus. I haven't. <laughs> I've just heard of it referred to as touchdown, and they went for two and got it. No, yeah, no, it's called an octopus. Okay, so what are the what are the odds of of an octopus in the game? Uh, yes, is twelve to one. Uh, no, is minus fourteen hundred. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would not bet on that. Here's actually one. I believe this one is from uh, BetMGM. The jersey of the first touchdown score over 22 and a half at minus 115. <laughs> I've seen this. Under yeah. 22 and a half at minus 105. Oh. I like Over this 22 one. and a half brings McCaffrey, Kelsey into the equation. Well, no, McCaffrey wears 22. 23. He wears 23. I thought he wore 22. No, McCaffrey's 23. Isn't he? Hold on. I'm looking it up. I could have sworn that he wore 22. That's why that number was what it is. Oh, no, no he McCaffrey's does wear 23. 23. Yeah, McCaffrey's 23. So you get McCaffrey, you get Kelsey, you get Kittle into the mix. What what, what do you have to lay on that? That would be uh, for overs, 115. Unders, though, that's Pacheco. Um, that's Brandon Ayuk. That's Rasheed Rice. Samuel, Rasheed Rice. Uh, Mahomes, technically. Brock Purdy, if he scrambles. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the over. I mean, but but you got you got to lay minus one fifteen. What what's what's the take back on the under? Under is uh, minus one hundred five. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have? You know, one of the things I always look at with Super Bowls, I look at al- I look at alternate lines because let me tell you why I look at alternate lines. One of the things that typically kills books in these standalone games are teasers, whether it's a two-team teaser or a three-team teaser involving a half bet or whatever. But in the two-team teasers where you're usually getting you know, an extra six and a half points, roughly, somewhere in that neighborhood. And so you d- they, they don't want to get hit and, and, and middled on all these teasers, which means – a lot of times the point spread in a, in a standalone game isn't close. It's not close. So looking at San Francisco laying a much bigger number, you know, so that the Kansas City teasers get blown out. So at minus two, you got Kansas City in a two-team teaser, so you're getting them plus eight, plus eight and a half, something like that. And so I'll look at like San Francisco minus eight and a half or minus nine, and then, you know, alternatively, uh, alternatively, I'll look at Kansas City on the plus side, you know, uh, you know, in a different light. But like, I, I was just looking at San Francisco at minus nine and a half um, on one of my sites here, um, and uh, the odds on that. Hold on, they were just up a second ago. Sorry about that. Um, that whole alternate line thing. Adjusted lines. Here it is. Sorry. Uh, the adjusted lines are, are interesting wagers. So for for right now, the 49ers at minus 9 is plus 315 on the comeback. Oh. Oh. 
it's huge. Yeah, so on the flip side, like if you wanted to lay, you know, lay points like three and a half with the Chiefs or get it to four and a half so it blows out the teasers on those that have the Niners, plus 210 on the comeback, which, you know, it's kind of that that's comparable but not in the money line. So the 49ers, I'll, I'll look at some of those things every – just to, to – to, to, sort of hedge, not hedge, so, sort of, you know, consider the possibility that teasers are going to get blown out um, with totals and sides. All right, any, well, give me one last novelty bit. Yeah, but. one final one, Gatorade color. You got purple at plus 275, orange at plus 325. By the way, those are the two worst flavors of Gatorade. I'll die on that hill. Blue at plus 375, yellow, green, or lime at 375, red or pink at 400, water at eleven to one, no Gatorade bath at twenty to one. Well, you're totally wrong about orange Gatorade. Oh, it's terrible. It's um, awful. Orange, orange Gatorade when it's really cold is my favorite Gatorade. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, what are they going to do? Is, was there a red option? Yeah, red and pink is plus four hundred. Okay, I'll take one of those. I, I don't know. What do they drink on the, the sideline? I have, no, I have idea. no idea. I would think red because both teams have is red. Is Usher the halftime? Uh, he's he, halftime, right? He is. There, You can bet on the first song he's going to play, but let's be honest. What I about who's doing the anthem? Uh, Reba, I believe. Reba McIntyre. Okay. All right, we're going to come back with our picks, final score picks with a footnote on the game. Uh, we'll get to that right after this message from... Uh, our best sponsors, you're listening to the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980. The Dallas Cowboys have hired a new defensive coordinator. Unfortunately, it is not Ron Rivera. It is Mike Zimmer, the former Vikings head coach. He will take over and run their defense. NFL Awards last night. Lamar Jackson grabs his second MVP. Joe Flacco wins Comeback Player of the Year. Miles Garrett wins Defensive Player of the Year. Christian McCaffrey, Offensive Player of the Year. And the Texans rookies, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, win Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year, respectively, with Stefanski taking in Coach of the Year for the Cleveland Browns. Wizards on the road tonight against Boston. You can hear it right here on the Team 980. They Tip off at 7.30. And that's what's trending. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Super Bowl 58 Sunday. We'll be here Monday to recap the whole thing and add to the conversation of Washington's evolving coaching staff. I think we will have Dan Quinn on the show. Um, if you missed it, Chris had Dan Quinn on the show yesterday. Craig had Dan Quinn on the show the day before. Both of those are available if you download the Odyssey app. Uh, all of our Super Bowl conversation this week uh, has been presented by our big game coverage, excuse me. Our big game coverage on the Team 980 has been presented by Solo, Sto- Solo Stove, uh, he said. Uh, feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. All right, uh, predictions with a footnote. Denton, you go first on Super Bowl 58. All right, so I'm making money regardless uh, this weekend, as I told you. I'm going to place a relatively decent wager on the San Francisco money line. I'm just kind of waiting and hoping that it comes down a little bit. With that said, I do think Kansas City is going to be the team that ends up winning. I think with Patrick Mahomes on your side, you can really get away with just about anything. I'd love San Francisco to win because I'd love to see somebody else at the top of the mountain, and that's someone being Kyle Shanahan. That'll be a fun Monday show if that ends up being the case for us. But I do think Kansas City ends up getting the win here. I hope we see a really good game, and I and I have no reason to believe that we won't. Um, you know, the the blowout by Tampa Bay against Kansas City a few years ago was in part because Kansas City was so banged up up front, and they were facing an outstanding defense. I do think Kansas City's defense is ultimately going to be the story uh, in this game, uh, and I think because of it, we see, as I've already pointed out, we see a lower scoring game than anticipated. And the final score of this game is Kansas City 24, San Francisco 7, uh, Kansas City 24, San Francisco 17. But the footnote is it's an overtime classic. And Kansas City gets the ball first. They go down, they score a touchdown, they kick the extra point. But now the new overtime rules, it's been that way for you know a couple of years now, uh, San Francisco would still get a crack at the football, and they get stopped in four downs with the fourth down play being a sack of Brock Purdy and a Kansas City win. That would be a weird way for a Super Bowl game to act end. Overtime, not a walk-off field goal, not a walk-off touchdown, but a sack on a team that's down that got that possession to tie it up. Can 24-17, I- Kansas City, in overtime, uh, where they go down and they score first and San Francisco is not able to match. Can I give you one more prop at before we close? Yes. Can I interest you? In Chase Young recording a sack at plus 235. No. No, not against Mahomes. Uh, All right. I forgot about Chase Young being in this game. Uh, Enjoy the game. We'll be back on Monday. Chris is up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 